Hello and welcome to The Donfather, a family podcast about the Essendon Football Club. Now, Maddie, you've been up since 4.30 this morning. What have you been doing with your day to have such a long day? I went for a bit of a run earlier this morning. Uh, oh, I actually had a disaster. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I uh, went for a run with a, with a friend early. Um, At 4.30? No, I had... I had Obviously, I'm in the north bit area, and he's in the Greensboro, so I uh, travelled, um, and then uh, so went there. But I think we we're done by about yeah. six-ish. Yep. It's actually good, yeah. So the sun's not up yet. It's actually quite a nice time in the morning. Uh, anyway, I think about six. I had a, I had a uni class at about at eight, mm. uh, so I thought beautiful. I roll over, roll over uni. Uh, brought my breakfast with me. I was very prepared. Would have had a nice coffee before and ready to go. And then I literally get a drive my way there and, and pull into the parking spot. And uh, the car just shuts off. Like the electrics just, vroom. I'm still in drive, park, and it just dies on me. It just goes. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, I thought, shit, I've got a flat battery while it's driving. It shouldn't quite add up. So anyway, park it, um, put it in park, whatever. Try and get the key out. The key doesn't come out because part of the electrics is to like lock the chamber. Yeah. So I'm I'm just like, I I don't know if we swear on this show, but you can imagine the expletive I'm using. Oh, you Uh, are just stuck. Just yanking it. Just yanking it. Send a bit of a Snapchat out. Uh, one of my friends who's oh you know I'm gonna be there early you know we'll go and get leads so we get leads uh, don't try and do, do it after but I've had to leave the car there for three hours unlocked with the key in the ignition so if it came back on uh, I was in I was in strut someone's gonna drive away with my car yep and uh, luckily that didn't happen and uh, everything went smooth and called the ROCV bloke out and wasn't a flat battery it was a disconnected battery. Oh, well, how'd you disconnect your battery? Uh, not, uh, not too sure. I just sort of did the magic mm. uh, car disconnector thing, uh, and uh, yeah, and then you know, just uh, had to rush, rush my breakfast down when I thought I could take my time and burnt, burnt my tongue on my coffee. That's the worst. That's the yeah, worst when you feel like you got plenty of time and you'd end up things go against you. Mm, but. Nonetheless, I am. Uh, I'm here. You know. Um, you here? You safe? Yeah. I'm back. Life I'm actually back. I've been back in a while. So, yeah, the fans are excited. They are just. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're jumping with joy behind their uh, smartphone screen. In their AirPods, in and they're saying <laughs> the king has returned. So it's good. to Word be on back. the street is uh, they preferred the solo episode. Who said? What statistics are you running by there? Oh, the statistics that I have. That's probably because you got solo and you were just DMing everyone. Like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> get get <laughs> this on this. Episode. Listen to my hour-long lecture on the Essendon Football Club. Mm, but, uh, hey, now look, I mean, if there's one guy who can who can carry it uh, for an hour, it's yourself. It's so. certainly not me. Certainly not me. Uh, well, hey, you're, you're well in front of everyone else. So, how about you, mate? What have you done with your day? Oh, I've just been away for the weekend. A nice little mini moon. We got a chance to head away, um, which was good. Good to get away, finally. Six months, eight months after the wedding. Um, 
So a couple of days away. That's why our episode's a little bit late because as we record this, it's Tuesday night. So it should be out Wednesday afternoon uh, or Wednesday evening. Um, but yeah, it was a good good couple of days away apart from the Bombers loss. Very mm. disappointing. Although good performance watch? overall. Yeah, yeah, I did watch it. Got in. We, we got in the accommodation right as the game started. And because I was in the country, it was on free-to-air TV. Ah, okay. I thought maybe uh, Ash would have said, no, 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 no. She, no, she was actually quite good about it. She was happy to have a bath while I uh, watched the game. Okay. Yeah. Right. Very good. And then, just for the fans, when's uh, the the youngling due? Post-season. Okay. Won't affect our release schedule. Okay. Okay, good. Yeah. So, good. Priorities. So we'll get there. Football, child second. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Membership already ready to go. Yeah, right. So we'll, we'll get there. Jedi cancel membership as well. Mm, mm, yeah, definitely, definitely. Just getting some testing, the midichlorins. So, Maddie, let's not muck around. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break and then... When we come back, let's jump straight in and, and have a chat about this game, which wasn't as bad as a loss as you could, as it seems, right? So let's uh, let's chat in a couple of minutes. So, Maddie, what are your thoughts? Tell me, how did you find the game against the Swans? Look... I mean, you know, we're never, ever happy to lose. Uh, and we said that from the start, that, you know, we, honourable losses, you can't be too accepting of them. Mm. Uh, but I am very proud of the way in which we responded uh, and looked to... I mean, Sydney are a quality side, uh, despite, mm. you know, the similarity in age. and. Um, I reckon they're uh, about 12, 12 to 18 months ahead of us. Okay. Uh yeah, I think that's probably fair. I think closer to eight. Oh, they've they've got a few more. Do they have a few more superstars? It's it's debatable the way Darcy and, and Zach have been playing. Um, I I think their their older players have got the runs on the board over ours. Yeah, well, you think yeah, Parker, Kennedy, Franklin, mm. even mm-hmm. someone like Reed, mm. uh, just just a good AFL player. Mm. Um, but uh, it, it, I'm just really proud of the way we, we responded. And I think most fans would be that, uh, you know, and probably in times gone past, uh, we would have seen an incident that came out the same as they did against GWS in the, in the second half, just flat, um, mm. you know, very lethargic, you know, no desire to win. Uh, I think we, you know, we saw an incident that had some more pride in the way that they conducted themselves. And yeah, we didn't get the chocolates, but uh you, that's a. It shows that there is some some culture bleeding, mm. um, and I, you know, I I was listening watching a video uh, about culture during the week, you know, and, and the, one of the main things about culture is or having a strong culture is that uh, people can't come in and change it, you know, it, it's just stuff you do, and, and I think that 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 was a sign of, of strong culture that you know one bad game. And one off day wasn't going to throw the club uh, into disarray. That we were going to respond and we were going to get back to our roots. So, mm. um, a positive performance, pleasing, uh, but would have liked to win. 
I um I was pretty disappointed to be honest. Okay. I thought we got a lot of things right. I thought we got our work around the contest and our pressure right. Um, but teams have worked us out and we cannot... The, and North Melbourne did this to us. Adelaide did it to us to a certain extent. Um, when teams play the kick mark keepings off game, we struggle to create turnovers up the ground. And that's ultimately what cost us against Sydney is they time after time took it coast to coast and ended up with um, a shot on goal. And that sort of leads into my first dislike. Um, and barring Jaden Laverde, I thought our defence was pr- like, and when I say our defence, I don't mean our team defence. I mean our back six, which ties into your team, team defence. I thought oh, that was probably their worst performance for the year because Sydney, every time Sydney seemed to go forward, they'd score a goal. Like, who was on Papley in that third quarter? Because he kicked like four goals in a quarter, and he was just over the back, getting easy possessions. I was I was really disappointed with our defence. Um, how did you see it? I think that's fair. Look, we're ranked number 18th uh, in the comp for defending possession, mm-hmm. um, as in teams uh, maintain possession against this where you know it's, you, you got what I'm we're the worst ranked mm. club uh in terms of defending that style of play yeah yeah they can hold the ball and they can chip it around and they can yeah i think you know um and i guess you you do see this in soccer as well that uh you can let another team have possession but not necessarily get shots on goal mm-hmm. uh, and, and i wonder if perhaps that's the case that we say, okay, well, we'll let them chip it around the back half, but we'll get numbers back so that when they do press forward, it's almost, you know, working their way into a trap. Yeah, no, and I agree. And and that certainly seems to be part of the game plan because there's long periods and it worked against Adelaide, right? They held it and held it and held it, went nowhere. Same with North Melbourne, held it and held it and held it and went nowhere. But against the good sides and against the mediocre sides like GWS, well, the pressure was off against GWS, so um, and admittedly in the other two games, but that you know we weren't really playing our way. But Sydney just then were able to cut us up and get shots on goal and get really good quality shots on goal. Um, and their conversion shows. I think they kicked 17, 17-7 and we kicked sixteen six. So their efficiency once they got it in the forward line was really high as well. Okay, yeah, I think. Um... Well, clearly we can do it against bad sides. Mm. Uh, you know, the challenge is now, can you do it against a good side? And, and good sides will, if you give them possession, uh, seems as though they'll, they'll score. Uh, mm. And I, I think we've, I mean, we've seen that for as long as footy's been around, really. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting one, and I wonder if we will sort of maintain that. Uh, if I'm not... Wrong. I actually think it was Sydney who uh, did they start to revolutionise the sort of getting numbers back defensive system. Uh, I'm, I only say that because I remember watching early on in the year when they played Richmond uh, that previously they had gone to. I'm not sure. I might be mucking this up the other way, the wrong way around. Uh, that previously in previous years they would go to the ball to defend. 
Uh, but now the instruction seems to be no, get back and allow numbers behind the ball to, to catch up. I and think sort of what, shut off targets, but I could be wrong there. No, the difference with Sydney's play this year is that they've really improved their ball movement, and that was on on show on Sunday. They would just sling it coast to coast, like really the, their run, their gun, their efficiency with their kicks was really really powerful. And um, potentially they could have been the team that revolutionised it, but certainly they they've been very good at it this year. And sitting, and and we can see that's what Essendon's trying to do is they're happy to give up the first kick and then drop back and then limit the options and force a kick down the line. But we, I feel like our system requires us to put pressure on the second. So let, let's say from a kick out, you get the first kick, you're happy to concede that, but then we're not getting pressure to that second kick and we're not creating turnovers in our forward half. Um, and then when we are getting it sort of on our half back line, sometimes we're not really moving it efficiently through the ground. Um, and getting quality shots on goal. And also, I mean, it's a very close game. It's a, it, it's a goal and a point. Um, we we missed some very good opportunities that could have had it the other way. It wasn't like it was a belting. It was very close. But um, that was something that I noticed is that Sydney were just able to take it coast to coast with ease. Yeah. And I thought there was some, some patches there where we seemed to move it. Uh, pretty smoothly as well. And I think credit's got to be uh, given where credit is due. That's that's what I'm looking for. So, I don't, yeah, look, as we said, they're ahead of us. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I, I have to disagree with you in terms of disappointment, although I do agree that the back line, uh, yeah, it didn't, hasn't looked as strong as it has throughout the year. Uh, but the question must also be asked, if, if we're not defending up the ground as forwards, does that then expose your back six? Yeah, I think it definitely does. And I think we're one pressure forward short. And I think that's Irving Mosquito, to be honest. Um, just that really, when, when Irving was playing, um, he's got that smooth, lightning quick defensive pressure which I think we're lacking. And, and that goes both ways, right? It, it helps to keep the ball in our forward line. And then we do when we do get it over the top, he's able to get into space and, and get onto it. So I think that's certainly an area of our team that needs bolstering, either by bringing Irving back, if he, if he does decide he wants to play AFL footy, or I think in the draft or um, through trade, he's getting that really quick pressure forward into the team. Yeah, well, I mean, I suppose this sort of brings us on to a dislike, and this guy's probably been out of form for a few weeks. Uh, uh, and, and is it the demise? I mean, the sudden demise of of Tipper that's no. perhaps exposing us. No, I I, I disagree. I, I think he's carrying something. I don't think he's. Yeah, I, he hasn't looked sharp the last couple of weeks, mm. um, and he always works hard. Um, I think he's carrying a, a corky or a, or a niggle. Um, yeah, and it's also hard for one for one player to do that. That's what I mean. Like we've got Tipper, but we need another one. Um, Snelling seems to be playing more high half forward. Devin Smith was better on the weekend, um, but we I think we're just one short. I think we just need that extra, really quick small forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's but that is that is. Uh, but I think. You know, it's it's been typical of years gone by that Tipper's uh, carried something 
and we've not uh, addressed it or, mm. you know, it's not been, you know, we just sort of forced him to play out of necessity. Um, but, I mean, does he look as fit as he, as he did earlier in the year in terms of his actual body shape? He he doesn't to me. He he does look like he's carrying a bit, um, but again, if you're carrying something, you can't get as much training load done. Yeah. During the week, um, and that, this is not a question on his professionalism or no. anything like that. But he does look heavier than he did at the start of the year. That's for sure. But that's not that's not uncommon throughout the season that that you you lose a bit of that really hardened fitness that you come out of preseason with. Yeah. Yeah, I think is it. We knew. I mean, going into last year, uh, I think we sort of saw that the hub life wasn't really something for him. And I think you know, self-admittedly as well, mm. uh, is that a potential factor as well? Do you think? I think across the group, we certainly saw that in the energy in our performances against um, North and GWS. That hub life. I mean, for, to force us to be away for as, num- as many weeks as we had been away, plus all the road games we had, I'm not surprised that, that we had a lull in energy, that's for sure. Mm. And whether that's had an impact on Tipper, maybe. Maybe he prefers to be at home. Um, but certainly, he, he's not the only one that, that has been a little bit down. That's that's for sure. Yeah. I, it's tough on me, Tipper. Um because I mean, we need him, but and, and and who you know who comes in for him? We don't have anyone. Yeah, uh, I mean, you 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 play maybe a Mac Welfie there just for the sake of the the pressure and intent that you know he'll bring. But mm. uh, he he's so fundamental, uh, and, and he's just a he's a he's a KPI for us. You know, he goes. I wouldn't well, mind. We tend to go well. I wouldn't mind having Guelphie in as that extra pressure forward. Because you know he's gonna he's gonna chase and he's gonna tackle. Yeah, but I, I mean, uh, intent is one thing, but does he really have the does he have that pace and, and sort of chase down speed? That mm, that, that's true. That's after. true. Um, I'll give you a like, Maddie. Mm. Really happy with Jaden Laverty's game. Yep. Really, on, really happy. I I, I thought. Know. It's been a long time since we've had someone completely shut Buddy out of the game. And let's not forget that Buddy absolutely shouldn't have been playing. Mm, Buddy, 100%. Buddy kicked two goals and we lose by less than two goals. <laughs> um, but really, he got a really cheap 50-meter penalty. Like, I actually do not understand what that 50-meter penalty was for. Laverde hit him in the action of marking. As, as an attempted spoil. So I don't know what that 50 was for. And then he got a really cheap one from Papley. So in my mind, Laverde kept Buddy goalless or as close to goalless as you can without keeping him goalless, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, I think, you know, Buddy's uh, greatness, you know, extends beyond just his goal kicking. But I mean, we saw a few times he just get it cleanly below the knees and give a handball and they kick a goal or, or you know, just brings a teammate into the game somehow. But no, uh, Big tick, uh, Laverde. Um, you know, that's a big job. I, I really, I question how the AFL can sit there and go, okay, we're going to ban, we are going to ban boxing at training. Uh, look, fair enough if you want to do that, I get, you know, in this day and age of lawsuits and, and, and duty of care and all that sort of stuff. 
and you know, I dare say the AFLPA might have had something to do with it. I mm. don't know. Um, but how can you sit there and, and, and make that call and yet let Lance Franklin play? It's just, it, it is just unexplainable. Just beside me how Buddy Franklin gets the opportunity to play on the weekend. It's just, it's just not on. It's just so hypocritical. So far to say that it, I feel it's corruption, right? Like that there's there's an agenda to keep Buddy playing to get him to a, th- a thousand goals or whatever their their intent is. But it's just ludicrous that someone can have that action after the record that they've had from this year and not get at least one match. It's just it's it's not even worth talking about. It's just not right. Mm, I, I mean, we saw. Uh... Zach Merritt lose a couple of weeks over that. Uh, was it on Silvani? Mm. I mean, yeah. <sighs> Questions asked, and we'll, I mean, we'll always, uh, you know, I think there is no question that the AFL is corrupt, and like any big organisation, <laughs> um, they but would all have their dark secrets. I wouldn't say it's corruption in terms of match fixing those sorts no, of no, things, no, but no. but it's it's. They engineer the result that they want that's going to get the outcome that they want at the time. So if they're, it's like when Nat Five, uh, they change the rules so that you could get fined twice before getting suspended. So there's two examples of this. Nat Five because he lost a Brownlow from getting fined, right? Um, and then he had two fines, tripped someone, they let him off because they wanted him to win the Brownlow. And then the other classic example is Cochin, two mm. fines. Just think of that. Knocks out Dylan Scheel in the prelim final. Nothing to see here play on. By consistency for the whole season, both of those players should have been rubbed out for a week. That's what the rule was changed for. That's absolutely what they should have should have happened. But the AFL wanted to engineer the result that they wanted. Nat Fife winning the Brownlow or um, Cochin playing in, the, in Richmond's first grand final in 30 years. And that's what they go ahead and do. They engineer that result. Um, yeah, and, and there's example after example after example of this. Um, you know, not not to bring up the saga, but it certainly, you know, kicking Essendon out of finals and finding them to try and wrap up this whole thing in one season, and yet the rest of world sport doesn't accept that, and and it continues and continues. There's heaps and heaps of examples of, of this going on. So um, certainly, I, it's not an impartial process. It's a process that engineers the result that it wants at the time. Hundred percent, and you got they've got a brand. Uh, it's a business. There, there is a market to uh, to satisfy. We're going to buy the product, which is tickets and merchandise and all that other stuff. Uh, and you know, getting Buddy one step closer to a thousand goals is uh, good for the brand. It's good for the business. It's good for the you know, it, it makes it more marketable or him more marketable. Um, so it, there's no, there's no. There's no question about it in my mind. Uh, and I know we're sort of deterring, uh, distancing yourself away from the, the game analysis, but it's like, you know, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. It, <laughs> it's a business. It's a big business. There's a lot of money involved. There's humans involved. Uh, they're always going to act in, in act in their best interest and in the interests of, you know, the what they're responsible for. So, you know, it's like when, you know, people question whether the government's corrupt. Well, of course it's corrupt. All the governments are corrupt. 
<laughs> you know, there's there's humans. Um, you know, and and obviously to varying degrees, but of course there's fucking dodgy shit that goes on. You know, we've got humans with a lot of power. It's <laughs> gonna be fucking dodgy. Sorry, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm going off my. Uh... This is not a COVID podcast, Matty. This is a footy podcast. No, Let's, no, uh... but I, I was saying, you know, I do know what you it's, mean. It's big. There's big money. There, there's a lot of responsibility. There's a lot riding. Yeah. You know, it's human behavior. So that's mm. my point. Uh, I agree. Excuse my agree. French. Excuse my French. Yeah. But so that, so that was a big dislike. Buddy getting off. Um, I really hate Buddy. I cannot stand him. Um, but Laverty, he he gave him a bath. I thought Laverty, again, another great performance. Plays on injured. Just well well done, Jaden Laverty. Good performance. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, big tick. By the way, that government uh, had nothing to do with. I was just saying in, in general. <laughs> I know just... what you're saying. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. But um. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Hang on, just let me put my tin hat, tin foil hat on here. Um, but yeah, no, I, and that's a massive dislike. I would love to know your thoughts as well on Aaron Francis uh, up forward. Geez, he had an almost game, didn't he? Explain. What do you mean he, by that? If he had not been rusty, he would have absolutely torn that game apart. There was just a few marks that he dropped, a few shots that he missed, a few passes that he missed. That it was just an almost game. He almost dominated. I'm happy to persist with him in the forward line because he he didn't have a good game, but it was you know a couple centimeters away from being an absolute blinder. Fair enough. Co- correct me if I'm wrong. I actually agree or disagree. Uh. We really miss Harrison Jones. I think we miss the structure, certainly, that we had with the three talls when they're all fit and firing. Yeah. And and absolutely, Harrison Jones, yeah. And I, that's not to say that um, we can't have... You know, Hooker's closer to the end of this, his career than the start, but that's not to say that we can't have Peter Wright, Harrison Jones, and Francis playing as the three talls. Um, but yeah, you're right. We do miss Harry Jones. He doesn't mm. miss those shots. And he clunks those marks on the wing. Yeah. But but Francis has a bit of power and a bit of explosiveness about him that Harry Jones doesn't. Like there was a few times on the far half forward flank where he'd be in the contest and then turn around and hit the pack. And, you know, I think Francis is a really good player. He just, just a couple of brain farts and a couple of missed kicks. Sometimes he tries to bite off a bit more than he should. Um, and he missed that, that sitter set shot as well. Um, but like I said, it was an almost game. It, it, it was a bad game that was almost an absolute cracker. Yeah. He'll come good. I think. Yeah. Um, I have no no doubts. Um, you let him settle in a position. He's been... and I mean, he's been a defender all year. So um, for him to come in and, and play his role, you know, we got more on the ground than we have been from Hooker the last couple of weeks. So, yeah. Well, I think that's uh, that was probably as much as I love Hooker. Uh, he does hurt us in his with his immobility mm. and how immobile he is. Mm. Uh, if he, you know, if he can't mark it, he, he really can't give us much. So yeah, uh, I think you know Francis does give us a little bit more versatility. Yeah, you know, in terms of a big man, especially when we've got a Jones and a Wright, or, or mm. well, obviously Jones isn't playing, and we probably could could have used another big maybe. Yeah, uh, and I wonder if that big. Uh, could look at a Nick Bryan mm, yeah, and could just be. leave Peter as the forward. forward. 
Yeah. Yep, that's possible as well. Or maybe bringing in Waterman uh, as a another medium-sized and drop that extra tall. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know if that works because, I mean, Francis obviously can play a, a big or medium, but when you have to play a medium tall, I don't, I don't know mm, uh, if, if it works. that works, uh, especially given, you know, Jake, the amount he's giving us around the foot at the moment. Mm. Um, but I, I think Waterman's better suited to playing on a on another medium defender. Mm. Mm. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I'll give you another dislike: our fitness staff. <laughs> yeah, not good on the Langford uh, front. He was pretty important for us. He and he showed how important he was. He had a really good game. Comes in, does his hamstring again. Surely. You need to have a look at yourself. That rehab was not appropriate for him to do his hamstring again in his first game back. So that's point number one for the fitness staff. Point number two is running out of rotations with six minutes to go to go in the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're assuming that that is the fitness staff, and I I'm, dare say it was. Uh, I wonder what happened there. Um, where did it? Where did it? It all go wrong. Um, well, well, it's hard to speculate because I don't know how they manage the... I know that each player would know that they play in these certain roles and they rotate through them. And one of those rotations is through the bench. So for a winger, um, for example, you might do two minutes on, on the close wing, two minutes on the far wing, come off for two minutes and rotate through that position. And every position would have some sort of set up like that, that they know when their rotations are supposed to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, could it be that we needed to strap up a few boys as they came off and so Laverde took more rotations than he should have, et cetera, et cetera? Perhaps, I don't know. But to run out of rotations in such a close game with five minutes to go is not on. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't have the, the runner anymore, do we? There is a runner. They, is that, um, he's, he's but they're limited. Out. Yeah, okay. Uh, and I wonder the effect on that, you know, can you get a message out to say, hey, we need you to play another uh, however many minutes. Um, mm. But then also at the same, hey, it was a freaking, you know, slingshot game. A mm. uh, lot of high speed uh, movement there. Um, I mean, I I'm, dare say they've got their, in their GPS, uh, that's able to calculate uh, their fatigue levels. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing they know, uh, when a player is redlining and is, you know, they might be playing the allotted time, but they've just had a lot of high efforts, high intensity efforts, or, uh, you know, cover more ground than usual. Uh, you just have to rotate more. And I wonder if they were just, just a hot game, uh, more more boys redlining, uh, coming in with a bit more fatigue as well. Uh, Do we have a, how long was our break? It was seven, seven days, wasn't it? Uh, six. Six, okay. So no, no, seven, seven. Okay, yeah, I was going to say seven. Yeah, Sunday and Sunday. Um, yeah, I wonder if... Uh, and do, We don't have a five-day break this week, do we? No, we've already had our five-day break. Okay. So that's why, that's why the Western Bulldogs game was moved to Sunday. Oh, cool. So seven-day break. That's all right. Um, but yeah, just, uh, just could have happened that way that, you know, if we don't get this, these blokes off, they might injure themselves or uh, they're going to give us nothing. So uh, were they stuck between a rock and a hard place perhaps? 
Yeah, potentially, potentially. Um, but I, it probably cost us the game, right? Because Dylan Shield, Waller, and Perkins all finished on the bench, and they were all ten plus minutes on the bench. So they set out most of the last quarter, or at least a third of the last quarter. Mm. So, and you're telling me Dylan Shield doesn't impact that contest? Waller doesn't impact that contest, and even Perkins doesn't impact that contest. Late well, there's three guys you want on the ground, aren't they? Yeah. For sure. No question. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Um, despite the fact, you know, Tipper and, and Perko probably didn't have their greatest days. Um, mm. Shield looking, you know, he's getting back into it. But I am yeah. um, another like for mine. I was really happy with Dylan Clark's performance. Yeah. And I, I yes, I've, hey, he was one I forgot about. Um, I've, I've always been on him. Mm. Um, my brother, on the other hand, uh, what his thoughts about Dill Clark? Look, if he gets his kick right, he he's a player. Yeah, um, his kicking wasn't terrible. Actually, it was it was no worse than anyone else's. So I was um, I was pretty happy with with his performance. He he was good at the contest. He held the ball well, uh, tackled hard. He yeah, I was pleased with his performance. And he was playing more on the wing and a little bit inside, but kind of rotating through the wing and the forward line and, and then sometime in the middle. So I, I was happy with his performance. Okay, I guess he, he sort of uh, competes with Matt Guelphie, does he, in terms of uh, being that wing type slash a little bit of on ball. I, I think his pure role is an inside mid, right? But mm. he is playing the same role that Mel, Matt Guelphie would be playing. The difference with Dylan Clark is a bit, he's a bit taller and he's a bit cleaner by hand in a contest. Mm. Whereas Guelphy hits at 100 miles an hour and the ball can go anywhere. Whereas yeah. Dylan Clark, he knows his way around a pack. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I, I just think the, the knock on Clark is his, is his kicking. He's kicking. But, but I, I really think he's a player. Mm. And I think most Essendon fans do as well. Uh, mm. Especially, you know, the job he did on Crips uh, when he was mm. at the peak of his powers. But um, no, happy to have him in the side. And I, I think, he, you know, he's another one just gives us grunt. Mm. Um you know, and I guess that takes a load off guys like Merritt and Parrish and uh, support, you know, a stringer type. And uh, obviously, we're going to lose Langford, so we need even more. But uh, mm. yeah, no, I'm a big fan of, of Clarkey. Mm. So I was, I was really happy with that. Um, to be honest, overall, it, it was a good performance, right? That that Similar to last time. You just said you're disappointed about 20 I was ago. I was disappointed, and I still am disappointed that we lost that game. We played so well and we lost. Um, that's why I'm, I'm so disappointed, because really it was another one that got away. And we've had so many of those games this year and so many honourable losses that have really... they. I mean, we're still in the finals race. We're only one game out of the eight with three games to go. Um, but it's going to end up costing us finals. This game against Sydney, the last game against Sydney, two games against GWS that really we should have played better in. Um, the one-point loss to Hawthorne. So many games that we have had really good performances and not got the win, which long-term needs to change. That we can't continue to be a football club that plays really well and doesn't get the result. And and certainly, I don't believe that Rutten would be satisfied with these performances. And no. so I, I expect them to change. But I don't think the playing group would either. Mm, that's um, right. Like we said, we saw a response uh, in the group, and, and 
I think that shows, hey, you know, we're not, we don't, we don't want to accept those losses, and that's not, you know, we're here to win. We, we are, you know, we're here to earn respect. Um, so yeah, look, I think your news uh, to come, we'll, we'll we'll see that, and I hope we do. And I, and I guess that's that that might be trucks. Um, I I mean, everyone's full of praise him at the moment because he's, as we said, I've said it in weeks gone past, he's well exceeding expectation, but uh, he needs to come when the expectation rises. Uh, I mean, this might be his his kryptonite per se, just mm. losing close ones. Mm. It could be, it could be. I I I don't think so, but it could be. Um, I think there's a few more factors that come into it than than just his coaching. And look, he's a first year coach. He's Longmire would have been making making moves that Rutten wouldn't be identifying quicker or or making at this point of his career, right? So like Longmire is a very experienced coach with a, with a good panel around him. Um, the more it seems really obvious, right? But the more Rutten coaches, the better he's going to get. So he's going to identify patterns in the game earlier. He's going to make changes earlier. He's going to do things earlier, which will, rather than Sydney kicking 13 goals in the second half, they might only kick 10, right? And that's the difference because we get over the top of them. If, does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, I guess it's like playing, you know, your first 50 senior games. Like it's just, they're all such a, a, uh, a massive learning experience. And, mm. you know, you, you learn it, everything, something every game. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and, and the same would apply for him at the, as a head on show. Um, yeah. But I, I guess, you know, as well, you know, he's got brain. He has got a bit of brains in there uh, helping him out in, in Carousella. And, yeah. uh, you know, G has been in the system for a long time as well. So, um, the one thing that stuck out to me from this game is we still lack that one classy outside player. Um, Parrish, Merritt, get their grunt work done. Shield is not great by foot. I think he needs to clean that up. But I think we're one, I think we're, like I was saying before, small forward short. And I think a classy outside player like a Josh Kelly, I think we're one short of those. Um, and that could be that could be Braden Ham. He could turn into that player, and that player certainly could already be on the list. But I, I think we're just that one composed, classy Andrew Gaff type short as well. They're they're the two big holes that I see in our list, and certainly that seemed to be the issue on the weekend as well. Is our entry into forward fifty, again was was poor. Yeah. Look, I think um, I, I agree. Uh, you also got to consider, you know, uh, there's a McGrath to come back in who True. I don't, I don't think his best footy is as a, as an inside contested ball winner. Like he's obviously good at it and he can do it, um, but I've all, like you know we said it for weeks that I, I think he's actually most damaging when he has twenty and and gets it on the outside and runs and takes the game on rather than you know and have thirty and, and you know fifteen of them are handballs. Um, you know, I think we've got an accumulators on the list uh, that you know McGrath's too much of a weapon on the outside to not use. Mm. Um, but you know, and you add a call well to that mix as well uh, to assist in the in, in the grunt work. Um, but even you know, it's someone like a Perkins who 
you know, yeah, could become that player definitely. in a shield mold, a bit taller, a bit bigger. Um, yeah, I think it's. I, I don't see Ham being that good. Mm. I could be wrong. Um, could be Cox as well. He yeah, that, potentially that loping, good deliver inside fifty. So it's just something that we seem to lack this um, this season at the moment. Yeah. Um, but we'll All see. Right. We'll see where we're at uh, in the off season um, and and development from within. We've had a lot this year, and if we get the same amount from different players developing within next year, then we're in a really good spot. Mm. No, I tend to agree, and I, I think that's a different conversation away from from uh, Sydney. Yeah. So overall, look, I was pretty pleased. Uh, attack on the contest, clearance work. We didn't get dominated around the midfield, which was good. Um, so overall, relatively pleased with the performance. Really disappointed with the result and really disappointed with the pattern that I'm seeing with the Bombers in that we can't seem to stop the ball movement from our defence to our forward line. Yeah. Uh, and we, uh, uh, you know, we are ranked 18th uh, mm. in uh, allowing opponents to have possession against us. So... Mm. Um, it's a glaring hole, and I'm sure either uh, we'll do something to address it, or uh, it'll be something we allow teams to do, but uh, not not score. Mm. Um, mm. So there's a lot to like. I think there's a lot to like to come out of the the Sunday affair, but uh, obviously a lot of work to do too. Mm. So, Maddie, why don't we take a little bit of a break, and then when we come back, we'll have a look forward to the uh, Bulldogs game. Has it ever come down to do or die? You got to rise above the rest. No one ever had to knock on wood. Game on Sunday against the Bulldogs, Marble Stadium. So there's two things to consider with this. One, they're top of the table, and we have been their bunnies for a number of years. But I will also remind you that this is our last opportunity for the year to get a big scalp. I think this is our grand final. I like what you're thinking. I actually was going into this uh, probably the total opposite, and this is a bit nervous, and this could be a big, uh, big, big blowout. But I think back to the Essendon of 2009 or 2011. Probably both. I think we beat Geelong both times. 2009. 2009 was, was when Geelong was hadn't it? lost yet. Yeah. Or was that St. Kilda? Uh, could have been. Could have been. Yeah. Either way, we, we I remember we came in. Uh, we had no Joe Watson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'd got smacked by 100 and something points the week before. Yeah. Uh, the Cats were flying. Were flying. Well, obviously, won the premiership that year. Uh 
and we came out and, and beat them. And it, this has a little bit of that about it, doesn't it? It does. It does. It's just, uh, I think you're right. We've, I mean, when when it goes the other way, right, and we're expected to win and we're facing a young team that has nothing to lose, say, you know, North Melbourne, uh, it's a worrying, it is It is worrying that, like, mm. this is a side that's going to come. Uh, you know, they just play with, you know, they're able to play with total freedom because not expected to win, season's probably done. Okay, let's play. Mm. Um, so yeah, when you put it that way, it's it's quite exciting. I um, I like that Dylan Clark's had a game, gotten into some good form. He will uh, either put a glove on Tom Limitore or Marcus Bontempelli. I think that's an excellent way to go. Look, I think I think their forward line's probably the weakest part of the ground, and. I mean, I, I we just finished up saying how I thought our defence was pretty poor on the weekend, but I don't think they're going to have two poor games. And I think our back line is probably better than their forward line. Um, having said that, their midfield absolutely smashes ours. Mm. So, we'll smashes um, everyone at the comp. Yeah. So, if we can't stop the ball coming in, that doesn't matter who. You could have Hercules down there. He's, he's not going to stop anyone. Um, so it's let's not kid ourselves. If this goes to form, we lose, and we lose pretty poorly, probably in the realm of six or seven goals, I think, if, mm. if this goes to form. But like I say, this is, prob- this is definitely our last chance to get a big scalp. Um, it's Josh Dunkley's last chance to play against Essendon um, because... From next season, he will never play against Essendon again. Um, and I think it's... There just could be something about it. Our season is... I mean, we lose this, we're done. We're not making finals. But if we win this, there's a chance that we make finals. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we need to win everything from here. It was yeah. you know, three out of the last four or four out of the last five, whatever it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think Norton's the one to watch out for. Yeah. Um, assuming he's playing. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, if uh, Timmy English, when he floats forward, uh, can be a bit of a, you know, just, just pop up here and there. Yep. Um, but I, th- I think we've got the cattle to match that. You know, I, mm. I don't think Jamara... Yeah, I don't think it's... it's He's not dangerous yet. He will be. Um, yeah, but not yet. Not yet. Uh, Josh Bruce, I not not to say this as him as a person, but as a footballer, I really don't respect that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, uh, to be fair, he does kick uh, bottom sides. Yep. He really loves to line up against bottom sides. So hopefully that's not not us. Um, and then obviously the rest in Rakham as well. So I. I I, th- I think yeah, I think you're right. I think we do have a backline that that can match them, and it's you know probably matched almost everyone this year. Mm. Um, should should we defend? Have we want to defend and uh, sort them? You know, in terms of that up the field structure and and, and rolling everything mm. uh, from the forward line and, and giving a you know a back six a chance. Um, it does. 
does hurt when forwards are getting great delivery from mm. midfielders. Um, you, you know, is no, you know, we all know you you cannot stop when a midfield's on top and kicking into a forward line. You can have the best back six. You can have the all Australian back six. You're just not stopping good delivery. Mm. Um, so I guess that that is probably what potentially could could really open us up. Mm. Um, yeah, mid- I, I think it, yeah. it's midfield pressure, right? That's that's where this game is won and lost. Midfield pressure. If we can if we can match them around the contest and get the ball going our way, then we're in with a chance. But um, if we don't have pressure on the midfield and they're able to do what they want, they will they'll pants us. Yeah, well, it's the spread. It's the spread that really gets it. But if you can keep, if you can keep, you know, if you win the ball in the first, they don't spread. So, mm. which is you know much easier said than done. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, it, it, yeah, there's um, it's it's a midfield that that really concerns me. Mm. It's it's powerful, and look if we if we want to be a serious team at some point our midfield needs to match up with these types of midfields. There's a chance that uh, Caldwell comes back in. Uh, he was listed as a test last week, so there's a chance he comes in. Uh, we've obviously got to replace Langford, um, and depending whether we want to replace him on the wing or up forward, I think maybe Waterman comes in for Langford if if we want to replace him up forward. Uh, we haven't got much else to come in, to be honest, as we've said all year. Yeah. Well, look, I think um, I'm just completely blank. <laughs> um, it, oh, midfield. Yes. Uh, look. Yeah, you're right. We will. I mean, eventually, if we want to be a good side, we need to be able to stand up to these sort of midfields. Um but I, you know, I don't. In fairness, there's not many in recent history that that probably could compete with this midfield when it's on when it's on its day. Mm. Um, it is it is a top tier midfield. Like this is, it's one of the best I can think of in the last. It's on names and and fully fit in the last. I'm almost going to say ten years. It's on par with with the West Coast Judd Kerr Cousins. Midfield and the Fab Four from Brisbane in the early two thousands, I would say, it's sort of at that echelon. Yeah, fully when everyone's fully fit and they're, and they're yep. firing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, obviously not in terms of achievement as yet. No, in terms um, of quality though. In terms of quality. Yeah, no, oh, I I totally agree. Well, I mean their strength is that they've got you know six to eight who can just roll in there and dominate. Mm. Um, so, so I think not, um, not many not many teams in history would be able to match that. Mm, absolutely. So we've got Heppel and um, and Langford to cover. I think that forces Francis back um, to cover for Heppel. I, or Gleeson comes in, which means that um, either Gleeson comes in or Hooker comes in to cover Francis going back. And then we've still got Langford to cover. And surely it has to be Matt Guelphie coming in. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I think that's an obvious one. Although Ham was the sub, so... Yeah, it's a, uh, I guess it's a toss-up there. Um, Guelphie probably gives us a little bit more inside, but yeah, I, I, it's, I think that one will come down to the wire and it's a 50-50 one. I mean, and, and if Caldwell's fit, does he potentially come back in? For mine, I think it's a waste of time. Put him on ice till the 
starter next year? Like, why bring him in, potentially just rehab him for another six months? You know, for three games, I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you know, he's a 20, 21, 20, 20 year old. Yeah. Um, there's no need. There is no, I mean, you know, Shield, I mean, we saw how much he struggled in his first game, mm. uh, you know, and he's a 150 gamer, uh, seasoned veteran, done pre-seasons, you know, fairly resilient body. Um, and he really struggled. And, that, you know, that, that was a really, um, I think somewhat of a poor decision. Uh, I, I think with a 20-year-old, you've got to be much more careful. Mm. Uh, I don't think he's established enough yet that, you know, he actually comes in and, uh, you know, we know that he's going to make a huge difference. Mm. Um, I, he I will think in he's, you know, three, four years. but Yeah, yeah he's going to be part of our midfield for a long time to come, but I don't think there's any point in bringing him back in this year. No, I would I totally agree with that. Because it's going to take him two or three games to get up to speed, and then by then the season's done. So what's the point? Leave him out, let him rehab, let him get stronger, and start him early next year. Yep, no, I totally agree. There's, there's, yeah, no. He, 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 he'll need to play VFL. He needs to play footy before he plays mm. AFL. So, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see a, a point. Yeah, so so ultimately, I think the only thing that gets us over the line is that this is our grand final. And we, mm. we pull out that performance that we've been close to all year and knock off a top side. It's our last opportunity to do it. Um, the, the team will be burning. The team will want to get a big scalp. Um, and we get Bulldogs potentially that are a little bit off. That's, that's how I see us winning. Um, ultimately, I think that's very unlikely. I think Bulldogs probably win and win comfortably. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just uh, looking up. It was AFL. It was 2011 uh, that we beat Geelong. I'm just going to get up our, our list at the time. Uh, if I think you know, starting on ball brigade was Jake Malcham. Yep. Uh, Angus Monfries. Yeah, Gussie Monfries was playing. Uh, let me just see here. Uh, it's in full playing list. Uh, it's got 2021. Okay, draft guru. Here we go. Who was starting in the midfield? We had, I think Ricky, was Ricky Dyson? Ricky Dyson might have even been out, but Ricky Dyson, uh, Stanton, uh, Brent Prismal was around. Zaharakis, young boy, 21 years old. Who else we got around here? Uh, Sam Lonigan running around. Jake Malksham. Uh, and, you know, they beat a midfield of what? Ling, Ablett? Yeah, they did. They did. Of, you know, Stevie J up forward. Uh, ben Howlett, Heath Hocking. Two Not great Jack. servants of the football club. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, in no way compared to the, the John, DeLong 2011 playing list. So if we've done it, historically, these are the games that we somehow find a way to win. Mm. Uh, just when we are totally not a chance. Mm. Um, you know, I'm just getting that, that um, Geelong team up. Uh, James Kelly, Joel Corey, Joel Selwood, uh, although he was only 22 at the time. Uh, Mitch Duncan, oh, he was he was young. Uh, but, uh, you know, plenty of, plenty of names on this list. 
we'll, you know, Chapman. Chappie was rolling around. Oh, Chappie. Uh, really? What did I say more? It looks like Ablett wasn't actually playing. So my my mistake there. It was it would have been up on the on the coast. On but, the coast uh, already. Nonetheless, they would have. Uh, yeah, no, it was if they were up against it that day, and uh, found a way to win. So anything's possible. As uh, who says that actually? Anything's possible. <laughs> no idea. It, uh, it's that. been done before, though. It's absolutely been done before, but I, it's unlikely. But it'll be one for the history books and the memory bank if we get it done. Yeah, uh, we'll look back in uh, ten years' time and be googling it on YouTube. Still a thing. AFL Essendon 2021 round 20, 21, 21. It'll be round twenty. Around 20. Mm. Is it our home or theirs? Theirs. Okay. Because we don't have home games this year. Essendon <laughs> plays all their home games interstate, all their away games interstate, and the ones they do have in Melbourne are not home games for us. Yeah, can't win. Can't win, can we? But uh, no, nah, nonetheless, uh, it's an opportunity, like you said. And, and yeah, really, I think, you know, I, I, I like the way you put it. I'm, I'm just sort of... Can't believe I didn't I didn't see it like that before. I was really worried, but I, I like where your thinking's going. This is an opportunity. It's a chance. Uh, it's a have a scalp. Uh, there's not literally nothing to lose. Yeah, we're we're probably not going to play finals, and it's our last opportunity to get a big scalp. And I think that may be something that potentially gets us over the line. We'll have to wait and see. Mm. No, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. Mm. All right, Maddie. I'm going to let you get to bed, seeing as you've had a early start. Now it's a late much. finish. Yep. And we're back on tomorrow. So <laughs> That's right. You'll be That's right. Follow us on uh, Spotify, Instapods, all those things. Yep. You know the, you know the drill. If you're not, you know <laughs> where is three meter Peter? That's where is he? Where is he? <laughs> um, Message in three meter Pete. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Matty, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. Until next time. Go Dons. Go Bombers.